0: So welcome, everybody, to the Resource Development Committee workshop today, where we're going to talk about fundraising. Yay! This is near and dear to my heart. Um, I am Leslie Spoon from Orlando, Florida. I'm the co-chair with Dan Dillon from Hermitage, Tennessee. We've got some wonderful folks here today, guys, um, for you guys to hear from. So I'm going to tell you who's on the panel first. And then we're going to hear from them. And in between them, you can ask, if they're going to speak for 15 minutes. And then you can ask, um, Tyson's told me, three questions. If they're lo- not long, we can do four. So three to four questions. Um, you need to raise your hand. Um, and Tyson will go over that. And You want me to go over that, Tyson, or...? Great. Okay. So, so we're going to tell you who's on the panel now. So this is so exciting for me. Um, these folks are so wonderful with all their fundraisers that they do and their affiliates. So we have Carla Rushable with us from Louisville, Kentucky to speak about Lions and what she does with them and how she fundraises with them. And then we have Donna Brown, who is the president of Mountain State, Mountain State Council um and she is from Romney, West Virginia and she's going to talk about her bolathon on what she does and how she does it and that's so exciting. And then we'll have Cheryl Lot from Owensboro, Kentucky and she's the president of the um Support Alliance of Vision Impaired which is savvy, savvy, SAVI. SAVI. S A V I. Interesting. I love that. And she's involved in the chapter of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and she's going to talk about her bolathon And then to wrap it up, we're going to have Beth Corley and Dan Dillon from Hermitage, Tennessee, to talk about the Trivia Night event. So each of them will talk for 15 minutes. We'll do three to four questions. And thank you to everybody, and welcome, Carla. I wanted
1: to um, just say a few words today. I'm not sure that we'll need the whole 15 minutes here, but just to talk about how people can uh, can do fundraising with their local Lions Clubs. People often think that if they have a project that all they need to do is walk in the door and say, oh, I'm a blindness organization, and Lions are supposed to help blind people, so here I am to ask for money. And uh, that's not often how fundraising works with anyone Um and that includes Lions Clubs. In some places, Lions Clubs are um, are very, very involved in work with blind organizations, and in other places, they are not. Sometimes you will need to do some education with your local club before you go in and start asking for money. Other times, they may already be familiar with you or with the kinds of things that blind people do, and so that path is a little easier. In the case of the Kentucky Council of the Blind, we have developed relationships with a couple of clubs, and especially with the club that um, Adam and I belong to. It, it, all, it does not hurt at all for you to make sure that you have members that are participating in different Lions Clubs. Uh, don't assume that uh, membership isn't important, because it is, especially if you want to To ask for a significant amount of money. You need to be part of the club and you need to support other things that they do. Uh, You just don't show up when you want money and then never come at other times. So um, that is important. Your participation in a club is an investment in your future ability to have that club be interested in your work. So how do you go about doing this? Well, first, the, the, the importance of being a member. You don't have to have five or six people from your organization belong to each club, but, but spread yourselves out and have uh, people in different clubs. The other thing that is really important is know the club. If it's a small club, and they don't have a whole lot of money, don't go in and ask them for two or three thousand dollars for something, or five thousand, or whatever. They might not even have that much money in the whole year. If it's a little club, don't forget about that small club, about the club that doesn't have a whole lot of money, because they can give you support for projects that would be, you know, that maybe a two hundred dollars for something, or a hundred dollars, or three hundred dollars. And if you put enough of that together, Pretty soon you've got some real money and they might say be a sponsor of, of a convention or whatever. If you're going to ask for the money, um, do not just kind of show up and, and say, oh, hello, and give them a speech and say, now we need $500 for this project and we sure would appreciate it and expect them to write a check on the spot because practically nobody's going to do that. Every once in a while that might happen, but not very often. What you do instead is if you can get yourself on a program to go talk to the club about what you do, even if you're a member, don't assume they know about your organization, about your chapter or your affiliate. Ask to speak one night. Lions Clubs are always looking for speakers, but don't expect it to be a natural leap from your speech to funding your project. After you get to talk to them, after you introduce yourself, become part of the club, After you uh, make them familiar with what you are doing, maybe share your newsletter with them, share other publications, tell them about your website, whatever. Then you might want to write, depending on the procedure that you have now learned that the club likes, you will want to either write a simple letter. One page is good. It doesn't have to be complicated and go on at great length about all of these things that everybody does. Don't write pages. They don't want to read it. But but write a simple letter and ask for what you want. Explain what it is and what who it will help. And then it's really great if you take that letter. Um, you might get it to the president of the club ahead of time or at least uh, have it to email it to the president in advance of the meeting or take the letter itself and ask if you could please make your presentation. Find out when the club does entertain, when they entertain requests. In our club, for example, we have a board meeting once a month. And in that board meeting is when the requests are submitted. So if it's a new request, it goes to the president They make copies and pass it around, or you might have copies for them that you supply. Um, But if it's a request that's been made year after year, you might not even need that. Um, There are some requests that I've been making for 10 or 12 years, and uh, come the right time of year to do it, and I'll say, um, you know, I want to remind you that uh, ACB Lions, for example, is um, going to be doing their uh, scholarship travel sponsor again, and they'll say, oh, sure, that's right in our budget. And and so then uh, I will come home with the check. Um, but that did not happen the first several years. and And you want to make sure that you build that relationship. It's like anything else. Fundraising is all about building relationships. And if you see it just as raising money, just as getting what you want, uh, you're probably not going to be successful. If you see it as building that partnership and and letting others know about the work you do, then you'll probably be a lot more successful. And I think with that, I'll take some questions.
0: And Carla, can you hear me? Yes. Carla? And so mm-hmm. if somebody wants to join the Lions, I know ACB has a Lions affiliate. Can you tell them how they can get involved with that also? Yeah. Okay,
1: well, ACB Lions is uh, an affiliate of ACB, and it is not an official Lions club. You can't use that as a replacement for membership in a local organization. It's very important to find that local club and find one that's close to you, one that you can attend. Some of the clubs are now meeting virtually. Okay. So great. Uh, okay. let's, you know, just yeah. be just be sure that you find a club that you can attend.
0: Wonderful. Um, so does anybody have any questions for Carla? Thank you so much, Carla. That's such, such wonderful advice.
2: Carla, outstanding presentation. My concern was we have a Lions Club, which is a little club in the San Fernando Valley. They charge $30 um, a month for dues. And if you bring, well, my wife wants oh. to go too. I'd rather give the money to ACB, but what are your thoughts on dues? What are the dues to join Lions Clubs?
1: Well, dues depend on the club, okay. and so and you can shop. You know, you shop around for clubs that are in your area. You may find that a club that uh, is, you know, it all depends on on the club. Um, some uh, the clubs the dues in our club that Adam and I belong to are are really pretty high, um, but then. The dues in another club that's actually closer to us called the Louisville East Club, their dues are, I don't know, something like $50 a year or $60 a year, and they kind of pay for their food as they go along. So clubs do this very differently. Lions Clubs are not, you know, you see one, you've seen them all. Uh, They're very, very different. They're very individual. They all belong to Lions Club International, but they certainly are not uh, all a mirror image of each other. And you'll find some that are very active, and you'll find some that are just not so active. So, you know, shop around, check out clubs, and you can visit them and and see how you like the club. And I always advise people to do that.
2: Thank you so much.
0: Thank you,
1: Bob.
2: Thank you. And Eugene is Hey, next how, on you on how you Hi doing? How you doing? Hi, Eugene. Hi, I'm, I'm the president of the local Lions Club here in Palm Harbor, and uh, our dues are like $90 a year, and we do welcome uh, visitors, and uh, our club basically helps out our council a lot. Um, we have them come help us with cookouts and when we do expos and stuff. Uh, we're a small club. We've got about 18 members, uh, so we're not real rich, <laughs> but uh, they do help out with uh providing people to assist us when we need it in our council.
1: Right. And Jean, you bring up a good point because sometimes some clubs are really big on volunteering and other clubs are bigger on, um, on just on writing the check. And so if you can find a club, sometimes it may not be dollars so much, but it might be volunteer hours. And you might think about doing activities along with the club you know your chapter and the club working together on a volunteer project and that can always help to bridge to, to pave the way as well
2: yeah we do a uh, low vision expo once a year dan and uh, mm-hmm. uh leslie have been to it before and uh, matter of fact dan was supposed to be our speaker this year but doesn't look like we're going to be able to do a uh in live person uh, right. expo right but uh
1: okay very yeah. good Thank and, you, Eugene. Yeah. Hey, Leslie. We'll hey. We'll see Eugene we'll on the next ACB Lions phone call.
2: Yeah. Yes, you will.
1: <laughs>
3: yep. All right. Okay. So let's
0: take question? one more. Uh,
3: yeah. All uh, right. Thank you, Eugene. I don't believe we have any more questions.
0: Okay. Hey, Carla, thank you so much. You can thank stick you. around. I know you're really, really busy, which makes fundraising great for you with that <laughs> mini mall phone ringing. That mini mall <laughs> phone goes from nine to nine with almost no break. So, Do you want to give the
1: number real quickly? Sure. 877. Seven, we have two numbers. 877-969-MALL.
0: Um, seven,
1: seven, um, nine. Nine, nine, <laughs> M-A-L-L. And that's 877-969-6255. Seven, seven, nine, six, nine, six, five, five. And then the old number is eight seven seven six three zero seven one nine zero. 630 7190 And if you get a voicemail, please just leave a message. And we are... Trying to return all the phone calls, but uh, just keep in mind it's not going to be within two or three minutes because it's keeping three of us busy. And tomorrow we'll be having a sidewalk sale, Leslie. So Ooh. it'll be a shopping good
0: time. Oh, I'm excited. Thank you, Carlo, for what you do Bye. for ACB and everything. Leslie? Yes.
3: Someone did sneak a hand up. Would you like to Uh-oh. take that question?
0: Do you have a minute, Carla, or you want to? Sure. Yeah. Uh, okay. Fine. Let's take it real quickly. If, let's make it kind of quick. We've got a lot of wonderful panelists. Okay.
3: Carrie, you should have something on your screen to unmute.
4: Yep. I'm here. So Hi, I can to say, um, you know, like you guys said, some clubs are active and some aren't. So one here is, and the other ones are not. So um, the other thing is don't forget about other organizations besides Lions. Um, we've even used, you know, we've, been, our chapter actually developed a, re, a rapport with, a. it's like a girl's, um, correctional situation and they need so many hours of community service. And so mm-hmm. they've actually helped us with things over the years. And then one of the newest things, Leonard Kokel has been a long time member of ACB and, uh, his son was in, um, 4-H. And so mm-hmm. when he was in 4-H, we would we would recruit his his little beefers thing, and they helped us sell candy for many years. Um, and so even other g- groups that are trying to raise money, so they would help us sell candy. They'd get so much out of it as well for what they helped sell. So, you know, it worked really well. So not just looking at lions, looking at other groups in your community that may be good partnership deals.
1: Is really a great point, Carrie, and the churches too. Lots of choices will help you out. Now, you're not going to get 400 volunteers, but if you get one or two good volunteers for a convention or whatever, you are in business because they are great help usually. So,
0: all right. Uh, well, all right. Thank you, Carla. Thank you, Leslie. And thank you. Good job at the auction. It was wonderful. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good luck with the mini mall. All, all right. right. We're going to next hear from Donna Brown. Um, she is from Romney, West Virginia, and she does a bullathon. So, welcome, Donna. All right. Thank you. I just to give you a little
5: uh, picture of West Virginia's very rural state, if you don't know that. And, um, Not a lot of money. (laughs) Uh, So we have two chapters, and uh, my chapter is the Potomac Valley chapter, and we're located in the Romney area, which in itself is not a very big area. But anyway, our chapter has about uh, 25% of our uh, state affiliate members. In our state affiliate, we have a policy where uh, chapters – um, when they have fundraisers, 15% of whatever they raise in, in that fundraiser then gets uh, sent to the state. And that kind of acts as a little bit of a fundraiser for the state. So it's kind of a win-win situation, just like some of the ACB fundraisers are. So um, we do a bowl a bowl-a-thon, well, every year until this year. we We're going to Maybe try to do it in the fall. I don't know if that's going to happen either. But um, so our bowl-a-thon, uh is is kind of unique. We call it blindfold bowling, and what happens is um, we we've you know we talk about developing relationships and fundraisers, and we've developed a relationship with a bowling alley uh, about forty uh, about thirty miles away from Romney. There's one in Romney, but. We haven't been able to develop a relationship with them. But anyway, the one in Moorfield, we've developed a really good relationship with them. They charge us generally $3 a bowler, and that includes your shoes and everything. And so what we ask people who decide to bowl is to um, either you know, get $10 in sponsors or just pay $10. So basically right up front, we're, we're making $7 a person at least, but we do have people who, who really work hard at getting sponsors. So what happens at our blind blindfold bowling, um, when it's your turn to bowl, you have to bowl with a blindfold on regardless of how, whether you can or can't see how well you can or can't see. Um, And so the first game, we usually bowl two games. We've tried to bowl three, but it takes a long time when people are blindfolded who aren't used to being blind. (laughs) Um, So the first game, we have the bumpers up. and the second game, the bumpers are down. So generally, the first game, you know, people are pretty successful. Um, Second game becomes a whole different ball game. Um, So we try to encourage people to the people in our chapter to, you know, bring friends and family and, you know, other people other than our chapter members uh, to participate. We've had as many as about 20 people participate. If we could get everybody that has participated over the years, we'd probably have about 50 people. Uh, so anyway, so then basically the money that comes in then is is what people bring in and sponsors. I would say we average, and this might not sound like a lot of money, but for us it is, I would say we average about $600, you know, in in the funds we raise each year. Some years, you know, better, some years not so good. Uh,
0: So I can entertain questions. Okay. Thank you, Donna.
4: Tyson, do we have any questions for Donna? Do you actually have the rails, you know, the blind rails up? good question
5: yes um we we do have the rails, and actually i'm glad you asked that we do have one of the i guess you could call it sort of standard bowling rails, but then we have uh two or th- i think three that were made out of the p c b plumbing pipe oh uh, okay. and one of our former chapter members had a, a friend who made those and um and the good thing about those, you know, they, they do kind of get beaten up because you take them apart, you know, each year mm-hmm. and, and, and they do kind of get a little tattered, but they're fairly easy to, you know, get replacement pieces and stuff for something like that.
4: So I will say, our uh, chapter, we used to go bowling on a monthly basis. And so we actually have two rails that hang out at the bowling alley. They store them for us. And uh, somebody took, because they got tired of it moving around, it's always on lane one. And they actually put PB site pvc pipe between the rail and the wall so it's every time it's in the exact same position oh wow <laughs> <laughs> so okay. no lining that one up but yeah okay great idea thanks for the idea i love it
0: thank you thank you carrie anybody else tyson with a question for donna
3: uh let's see here jamaica Yes, you should be unmuted uh,
0: my name is jamaica miller my question is about the sponsorships do you are are you can you get can you give by check or do you have to
5: give give all give give by credit card for your for your uh for the sponsorship oh very very good question. um our chapter actually has a square account, and so a person can use their credit card to make a, a donation if if they so choose um if you're i don't know if you're familiar, but a square account is Sort of a, a little bit like PayPal. It, it's just it's another way to be able to use a credit card to pay. There's an app on the phone that y- you can use, and so. But that's that's a good question. Thank you very
4: much.
3: Thank you, Jamaica. And last is Jean.
4: I have a question for you, Donna. What were your expenses for your boulder? Uh,
5: good question. Re- you revenues? know. The only expense we have is the bowling alley. All they charge us is $3 a person. It, no matter how many people bowl, it's $3 a person. That, that's all we pay. Now, the first year when we had those rails made, you know, that, that was a little bit of an expense. Uh, and I truly do not remember what it was. And also, what we do is we to you know, encourage people to try to get sponsors. Uh, We generally give like a $25 gift card to the person who uh, brings in the most money. So that's another, you know, little expense, but those are minor expenses. So truly it does not cost our chapter a whole lot. Now, granted the bowling alley makes a lot of money on our food purchases while we're there.
4: (laughs) Thank you. Uh,
3: Yes. Thank you. And we have one last one, Judy.
4: So real quick, why did you choose square versus PayPal? Uh, that was just
5: easier for us. We are not a five hundred one c three. Our chapter itself is not a five hundred one c three, and okay. the square was just easier for us to to work with.
0: Okay. All right. Thank you, Don. I have a quick question for you. Myself. Okay. So, have you all ever thought about doing a fifty fifty with your bolothon or a little silent auction? Uh, yes, we have,
5: and but the problem is we don't have that many people Mm -hmm. and it's kind of hard you know to to do something else in addition when you don't have all that many people you know to um so we just haven't really done that but that doesn't mean that we won't you know we Mm -hmm. we have gotten a couple of new members and like i said unfortunately since we got these our chapter got four or five four new members i think this year but you know we weren't able to have our bowlathon. We generally have it in the spring.
6: Thank
0: you, Donna. Yes, thank you. So now we're going to go to Sherry Lot. Cheryl. Cheryl, excuse me. Thanks, <laughs> Cheryl. <laughs> I changed her name, Cheryl Lot from Owensboro, Kentucky. So let's we'll we'll come back to her because she's going to talk about her bowlathon and what she does. So, it'd be interesting to compare with Donna's Bullathon. So, let's go to Beth Corley and Dan Dillon for, from Hermitage, Tennessee, so they can talk about their trivia night. Welcome, guys.
7: Thanks, Thank Leslie. Well, I'm going to talk about what we do for trivia night. Um, first of all, it takes lots of teamwork and lots and lots of planning. If you have a trivia night, I would suggest starting the month after that trivia night, planning for the next year. Um, it's it's a lot of work, but oh my goodness, it's worth it. People enjoy it so much. We have people calling us and asking us, are y'all going to have that again this year? Oh. Please do, please do. So we try to make it as fun as we can. I'll try to describe what it is and what we do, and then I'll hand you over to Dan to tell you more about our sales and marketing techniques, if that's okay. Um, I have um, helped to plan this now for the last four years, and. It's been very successful. I cannot take credit for the idea. I have to give credit to the Orlando chapter because we copied them because it sounded like so much fun. Um, But it has been our biggest um, fundraising uh, venture for our affiliate. Um, We usually find a... um, um, what what is the, the the lodges the um not the b f w but okay i'm i'm going i'm having a senior moment here yeah. But, Dan, what is it? But, but anyway, our venue for it is you want to find someone. The American Legion. The American Legion, thank you. You want to find someone that will um, work with you on pay. The American Legion has been very generous with us by offering uh, the American Legion at no cost to us, although we do make a donation to, to the Legion that we use. But... Um, it's, it's the right size when you're looking for a venue. You need to think about how many people you're expecting. Um, for instance, we had thought about doing it at the VFW here and it was too small. So we, we did use the American Legion and we have around a hundred people or so. Um, we usually set up about, um, 18 tables um with six at each table and you can I'll let Dan talk about how we sell the tables but we sell one table or one seat so you can do it either way. Um, usually we choose a theme for our trivia night. Um, we have had such things as um, masquerade night where people dressed up um, we've had, patriotic red, white, and blue, which was very good because the American Legion had a lot of red, white, and blue already that we didn't have to decorate. And then um, last year was a Halloween Um theme, and that was fun, and you can dress up if you want to. If you don't want to, that's okay, too, but it's a lot of fun to see those costumes, and a lot of fun to um, all the festivities. Um, Usually at the tables, we'll have something like a bucket of popcorn for people to be able to munch on while they're sitting there talking and and playing the game, but also we usually put a balloon, um, a helium balloon, at each table, just for the Festivity and and the the fun nature of the whole whole event, and you got to remember, not everybody's blind at these, so you want to make it really fun for the sighted people to come to too. So we really dress it up. Um, we do have a professional host. There are many restaurants that have trivia nights during the week or on the weekends, and so we. We're able to get a wonderful host. He's professional. He sounds like a game show host on television. He is just fabulous. And uh, they do charge a fee, and um, the fees are different. So, you know, I can't tell you a set fee what a host would cost. Um, it, I would say it's probably $200 or up. Um, but they have all the questions. They have all of the Um, night planned out according to times to take breaks and things like that too and we do have food. We have been fortunate enough to have our food donated each year, and we have foods like we'll have big sub sandwiches that are sliced in slices, and people get a little piece of sub sandwich. We have chicken wings, veggie plates, a little desserts, things like that too, um, and people can go as often as they want to the food tables. The American Legion also has a cash bar. That as they come into the event, you get a free, one free drink ticket. So anything after that one free drink ticket, you pay for yourself, and that works out very well. Um, then, um, the food is given. Uh, we have lots of door prizes. And all of these things are best done by committees. You might have a door prize committee, a food committee, a goodie bag committee, a whatever, a decoration committee, a setting up committee, and, and it works very well that way. But as they come in the door, they get their free touring ticket. They get a door prize ticket, and we give door prizes throughout the entire event. And that's really fun because we get really good door prizes. <laughs> um, so everybody's always excited about that. And we also give goodie bags. Now, the best goodie bags, if you can do it, are to get nice cloth goodie bags that can be used as uh, shopping bags, grocery bags, whatever. We have gotten them from Publix and actually they might donate 50 and we might buy 50 or, or We might get 50 others from some other place. But they make great bags to pack as goodie bags for each member. We feel that if people are going to pay $150 for a table or $25 for a seat, you know, not only do we want them to have fun, but we want them to go home with some some neat stuff too. So we try to collect as much um, informative information to put in there, such as maxi aids catalogs, um, coupons from different places around the city. Um, we just, we collect things from different organizations like HCA and uh, the National Electric Service. Um, they always give like the big water bottles, you know, the plastic water bottles and things. And, uh, March of Dives. one year the March of Dives gave us big spatulas, which everybody loved. That's a little odd, but <laughs> everybody loved their big spatulas and they got their goodie bags. So it's a wide variety. We have vendors in our club that have donated chips and crackers and peanut butter and candy and lollipops and things like that to stick in there too. So we have good fat goodie bags that everybody enjoys getting. Um, We also have a silent auction and we have had a precious member to have done that silent auction for our last trivia. and I promised her I'm not going to make her do that again. (laughs) But um, We have a silent auction that is is a very big part of our uh, trivia night event, and I would... Uh, suggest that you don't get too many auction items because that could be overwhelming. Not only do people not have enough time to look at everything, but um, it, you're going to have some things left over. So, uh, last year I think we had about seventy-five auction items, which was very appropriate. But I wouldn't go much over that amount. Uh, we have everything you can think of in in the silent auctions, everything from things that have been gently used that people donate to new items from from different companies and so forth. One year, I got a towel warmer, which I was so excited about. It had been gently used, and I got a... Fish fan, which doesn't sound exciting to anybody else, but I love my fish fan. <laughs> so you never know what you're going to see, what you're going to find. Last year we had a huge inflatable boat that we actually just had to put up on the walk because it was so huge. But you know, it's exciting and it's fun, and people come sometimes just to see what we have at our silent auction. So we have a lot of fun. We give prizes to the table that wins. We. Uh, actually that wins in the second and third prizes as well. And then we also, like I said, have our door prizes. And people donate these door prizes, but we have worked and worked and worked. We have people that go out and get all kinds of gift cards and and so forth for door prizes. So we have a really not only fun night, but people do get to win things and do things. And I think that's part of the reason why they say, are you having it next year? Are you having it next year? So um, I'm going to turn it over to Dan now to... um, um, tell you about how he does the sales and how we market this event.
8: Okay. Thank you, Beth. Hello, everyone. Yeah, the, it is a fundraiser. So we give a lot back to the people that participate in the fundraiser, as Beth mentioned. Uh, but we, we, the way we make our money is we sell a chair, one seat at the table for $25, or we sell tables for $150, and they get six seats at the table, and they have the opportunity to name their own team. And but it cost them $150 to purchase a table, six chairs. To be honest with you, uh, I, I've been in charge of, of selling chairs and tables for the past well, ever since we did it, ever since we started trivia, and. Most of our uh, participants are members or friends or family of members, but like I say, you know, a member can, can purchase a table and they can choose their own team and the name of that team, And uh, but but in, in the last couple of years that we've gotten more people outside the organization to purchase tables and chairs, as a matter of fact, uh, the, the, they formed a team at the American Legion um, and had, they, they purchased a table and then we there's a sewing club. Some of our blind members are members of, and I think the sewing club pit, pit actually purchased it, two or three tables This the last time we had the trivia. So it's, it's expanding, but it's, uh, unfortunately, we won't be able to have trivia night this year for obvious reasons, but, we hope to have Trivia Night next year, and we hope to get more and more people involved. It's just a... Uh, and, and another thing I want to mention, too, some of our uh, members is, in, you know, is is true in, in most chapters. Um, you have members that are living on a fixed income, and they, they would like to come to the Trivia Night, but they can't afford to. But well, we have several people that purchase tables, but they don't actually attend. They... We get their money, but, but they're not that interested in a table. So we always set aside plenty of chairs for our members that want to participate but just can't afford to. So we make it possible for them to do that. And uh, Beth wants to talk. Oh, Beth always wants to talk.
7: Um, one reason that I said you want to start early is if you start in the middle of the year. For instance, we have our trivia nights usually in October. But if you start in July or August to start collecting things from different places, they will say, oh, we've already given all of our giveaways away this year. So you want to start in January because you'll be sure that you'll get good stuff from from the good places and that they'll have plenty to give you. And we always ask for 100 at least, because, you know, that's how many we're getting. Um, but it comes in all different ways. But to do it last minute is not a good way to to do it because you will end up with a lot less things to put in your goodie bags or as store prizes. Uh,
0: do we Beth, have some questions? Beth, Beth and Dan, you have a question from me. Can you all hear me? Okay good, so you're saying i was i was, I'm agreeing with you because we do a trivia night here also in Orlando, and um if you do ask around December or January, you do get better participation because they haven't used all of their allowance for other other fundraisers yet, so that's a good good tip there, so thank you
9: mhm so
7: well, we I- copied you all.
4: tyson do we have questions for beth or dan in Beth's presentation i just wondered if you could kind of give me an idea of how you actually handle the trivia part is it all done by table by table with, with a playoff between tables or how do you get to your winners
7: yes each table is a team And um, whether you come with your team that night or whether you're put together as a team, each table is a team, and our host provides um, a little pencil and paper for each table to write down their answer to turn in for each question and of course if everybody at that table is blind you just go up and tell them what your answer is um, but that is how that is handled and then he, he keeps up with all of the totals of who's answered the most and, and so forth like that so we don't have much to do he's great at what he does and if you can find a really good host um, they do their job well
10: Okay, thank you. It's Tom Tobin, Leslie. I just wanted Hi, to Tom. S- I just wanted to make a cameo appearance and just say uh, you guys are doing a great job and um, really, really proud of everybody. It's been really fascinating to listen to all these different streams, and um, but this has been a very informative session. So I just, We're I missing, know, I, I'm missing you. I'm missing you guys, too, but I'm there in spirit, and I texted you, Leslie, to let you know I, I was online, but... Um, I just want to do a little cheerleading and say thanks everybody for doing a great job. And, um. Thank
0: you. Thank you. Thomas, Thomas, our, our past development director i guess is immediate past or... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we need like a immediate past president you're the immediate past development director
10: uh, that'll work leslie that's fine yeah so, you know, but it's you're, you guys are in good hands with tony stevens so anyway <laughs> but, but we've, we've learned so much. from
0: you relationships relationships relationships
10: indeed and i hear a lot of that in all these different presentations today sounds yeah. very familiar yeah so anyway thanks Tyson. for getting... beth or dan no, I just wanted to say hi and do a little cheerleading, th- and I was having a tough time getting my mic to work, so that's why it took ah. me a couple seconds. So, thanks for your hey patience, Tom. Tyson. Hi from You're, all.
3: You're <laughs> all good, Dan. Thanks, Tyson.
0: <laughs> awesome.
9: Thank you, Tom. Okay.
3: It's six oh nine area code.
9: Hi, it's Wanda from New Jersey. Um, I just have one question: What's the duration for the trivia game? How many hours does that last?
7: We the trivia game itself lasts three hours, and we make our night from six to ten. And we allow that first hour for people to come in and look at um, silent auction items, and also to go ahead and get food if they want to. And uh, but from six to ten are the hours that we
9: plan. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're welcome.
3: I've got Linda. You should have something on the screen to allow you to talk.
9: Uh, yes,
7: on your. Um, oh, now I got a train thought. The setup when you're doing the setup. Oh no, the letter that you get for your donations, Do you have a standard letter that you give out to the people that you're trying to get donations?
8: Uh We send out letters. We send out letters. Yes, uh, describing the event and uh, uh, and uh, you know the address of the venue. Uh, uh best uh contact information my contact information uh what it costs to purchase a chair uh or or a table yes we do send out a, a letter to prospective donors and we also uh we haven't had a lot of success but we we do put flyers up in uh and businesses, you know, businesses close to the American Legion, and and some of our members, uh, w- the churches allow them to put up a flyer about our event, and yeah, we we try to advertise it as much as possible. Right. And then then when we um, when we go out and solicit businesses for like gift cards, like to uh, 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 Outback Steakhouse and uh, and the Longhorn and uh, Famous Days Barbecue, this type of thing. We carry a letter with us that describes the event. We also carry, uh, carry hand them a brochure all about our organization. And the five hundred one C. And we have a five hundred one C three form that um, that lets them know that we are an, uh, uh, a nonprofit. Charitable organization.
7: Okay, great. Thank
0: you.
8: You're
0: welcome. Wonderful. Thank you. Well, we're going to let Cheryl speak a little bit about her Bolothon, and then we might have a little time for some more questions at the end. Thank you, Beth and Dan. You're
4: welcome. Sure. Don't, go,
0: don't go away. <laughs> All right, okay. Cheryl. Hello. You are, you, yeah. thank, thank you for being here. You're from you, Owensboro, you?
11: Kentucky. so That's right. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about your um, Bolothon. Well, ours sounded a lot like uh, Donna Brown. Uh, in fact we didn't come up with that idea we kind of uh, got ideas and, and suggestions and things from Donna but our past president Rick Bogus was the one that kind of instigated this and, um, and then initially he was uh, the past president and then I inherited the rest of it you see but we all worked very well together got a committee together and we met on the zoom line you know every other week and made our plans and and um, uh, it was neat to see it kind of all come together at the end. Now, we um, I will um, also add a note in there that there are some places that um, are not allowing you to do these things because it, it involves a blindfold, which to lawyers is waving a, a white flag, you know, uh, and they think you're going to get sued because somebody will get hurt. So you've got to kind of you know, uh, make your point and, and explain to the people at the bowling lanes that how you're going to do this. We also had to show proof that we had liability insurance. So that was something else that, you know, you, you may want to mention to to uh, everybody. So you'll have those ducks in a row as you continue to plan. But we also went out and seeking um, major sponsors. We had three Uh, that gave us $500 a piece, and that allowed them to have a team. Um, And then, of course, a lot of uh, publicity. We had their names printed on the back of our T-shirts and that to give them a little extra, um, uh, you know, throwing their names out there that they had helped us. Then we asked for $100 apiece for just the teams that wanted to register. And uh, we ended up with, I think, eight teams, and um, they all came together. We gave them a blindfold only as they were ready to bowl, and it was understood they couldn't wear it anywhere else if they weren't bowling and if they did they would be subject to be um, disqualified and so but we had no issues with that um, the uh, uh, bowlers each one of course they were also asked to collect pledges if they could and bring that in um, we gave them a coupon that would also we rented of course the lane gave them their shoe rental gave them a T-shirt, and then we gave them a $5 coupon to be spent at the concession stand there at the bowling alley. And that way that generated a little bit more money back into the bowling alley because he had given us such a good deal on our uh, lane rental. Um, We bowled all day Saturday, and then the three top teams – did their bowl uh, again on Sunday afternoon to select the first, second, and third place winner. We also gave uh, prizes uh, to the, uh, you know, those uh, restaurant gift cards are wonderful prizes, and we gave some of those out for, say, uh, every team had the highest bowler or um, the team that, you know, or the person that brought in the most money on pledges. That kind of thing. And then we also had um, a prize for the person who bowled the most gutter balls. And that consisted of a broom and a a little dustpan. So, um, you know, just to make a little fun out of it. But we had um, a great turnout. We had a lot of fun. And when you talk to people in the community, we're going to do a blindfold bowling They thought you were crazy, but they wanted to come and they wanted to participate because no one had ever done anything like this in our community. And when everything was over, we handed them a survey to take, you know, did you, everything go okay like you wanted and, you know, would you want to do this again type of questions. And... Certainly, we got, I mean, all across the board, everyone wanted to do it again. In fact, we had suggestions on several to do it yearly. And on one of them, they wanted to do it twice a year. Uh, at that time, we were all so tired and, and and all we didn't even want to think of two times a year. But, you know, we did want to try to do this annually and to do, um, you know, uh, a yearly tournament. And we were planning on doing that, and, of course, COVID came to town, so we didn't get to do anything else that way. But um, the media... Helped us a great deal, of course. Newspapers for one, but we also advertised uh, on two radio stations and two TV stations. We did interviews on, and so um, you know, later on, uh, people would say, "Oh, I've heard of Savvy," you know. And, and up to this point, they didn't even know who we were. So um, we got our name out there, and and we had great fun, and we cleared uh, after all expenses in that were out. You know the the Trophies and all that that we bought ourselves and and a few prizes, we ended up clearing twenty four hundred dollars. We also had a um, silent auction table set up with several different prizes on it and that did not go as quite as well as we had hoped um i think it was just the crowd that we you know uh, generated there and they just they wanted to bowl they weren't interested in uh, you know doing bids and, and what have you on other items but we we weren't real satisfied with the way that turned out and we're going to Plan to you know maybe change that for the next time whenever we can get around to having it again. But uh, it is certainly uh, a fun one of the most fun fundraisers I think uh, you would ever want to do. It doesn't matter how large or small your groups are. Because we average about twenty five members, and out of that group, maybe ten were the ones that helped us really to get get going and and pull this thing off. So um, you can do it with a small number or a larger number, and you can um, make it be your own. Um, you know be creative with your prizes and how you even invite teams to compete. Uh, we had considered you know getting a doctor's office team against another doctor's office team and and that kind of stuff and uh, you know so as as much as you can put in it to create a little bit of competition uh they would really like that and i know when we we were bowling now on saturday everybody was just having fun and laughing and carrying on on sunday when it came down to the first second and third places we would say, hey, did you all notice that uh, Unifirst over here has got such and such score? And w- and we would play them against each other, and they got very, very competitive then. So um, it was just fun to watch them, and it, it was great fun to just be there and watch everybody have such a good time. So, so we'll entertain questions if anybody's got any.
0: So, Cheryl, it's Leslie. Uh-huh. Um, I ask you the same question. you said you did a silent auction, but did you have you tried a fifty fifty with your bowl bolt on?
11: We have not, but those were several little things. and I tell you another uh, little tip that we did was, make notes as you go with things in your little notebook that says, you know, this worked, or next time I think we need to change this or this. And it, we had only done it one time. That's all we had done it. And we had talked about changing it up a little bit, and uh, so we just didn't get to do it, though, this time. So, yes. Mm-hmm.
0: And you get better each time you do it. I, I know with our trivia night, it's we've been doing it, you know, many years now, and it, you tweak things yeah. throughout the, throughout the years.
11: So Right. It was it was just a lot of fun and and a great money maker. So great, yeah. wonderful, mm-hmm. Tyson. Yeah,
7: yes, Beth. This is Beth. We we forgot to add in that we do also do the 50-50, and that's a big hit as well as yeah. at our trivia time.
0: Oh, good. Yeah. Okay, awesome, cool. Tyson. Do we have questions for Cheryl?
3: We do, and the first up we have Stephen. You're on the hey line, guys. Can y'all hear me? Hi, Stephen. Yes. Okay, cool. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, these uh these ideas are. Pretty wonderful and good, um, but has anyone ever thought of any ideas for any virtual fundraising events? Um, and if so, like uh, how would be
10: what would be a good way to go about that to have a successful virtual event?
0: So, so Steven, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna take a crack at this, and then the panel can chime in. It's Leslie. I know sure. um, Tony Stevens was talking this morning on the general session that we're gonna do some more virtual fundraisers like. Things are gonna come up on you know on Facebook and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh I know people have done birthdays uh where they you can donate to them for their birthday on Facebook stuff like that, so that's some of the things I know um Cheryl, do you know of anything or any of the panels other panels?
11: I don't, but that was certainly something that that had come to mind when we had begun to plan you know for this next event, so no, but we have not mm
0: Donna, do you?
3: Okay. Uh,
5: no, I, I, I really don't. I, you know, when she asked it, I thought, wow, I wish I could be creative and think of something.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beth or Dan, do you guys know of any virtual for Stephen? I don't. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Stephen, but- I'd say stay tuned, and, you know, it's it's a new world, so uh, I was <laughs> going to say, I bet we better start thinking, though. Yes.
3: Okay, we have Connie on the line next.
12: Hi, Um, Cheryl, this is Connie Sims, um, Sioux Falls. And yeah. this is all great information, um, all of this is. But did you guys use, um, like Dan and Beth said, they use the bumper rails or the bumper and then they use the rails? Did you guys do that? At well, all? I did
11: not mention that. And no, no, we did not use any bumper pads or rails. We did use, however, the, the uh, rails you know, that uh, would guide you, you know, to the lane or what have you. We did use those, and we had three, so we could run three lanes at a time. And the other thing was that we had a sighted person that monitored each lane as people were getting ready to bowl to kind of guide them and to make sure they had their mask on and to, you know, make sure they didn't drop a ball on their foot or whatever. And um, that was, uh, you know, another plus in our favor as far as the lawyers and the liability insurance went too. So, yeah. All right. Thank you, Cheryl. Mm-hmm.
3: Okay, thank you, Connie. We have Rick. You should be able to Hi. talk. Hello, Cheryl. This is
6: Rick. Um, I just thought Hello, I would sir. add a couple of other little things. Um, yes, please. As, as I say, Cheryl, uh, she did a very good job. Um, but one of the things is that she mentioned that uh, we had teams, and we'd really initially hoped to have, and she mentioned this, that we'd hope to have like doc- doctor's offices and that. As it turns out, that did not work out. So we ended up with a couple of a local investment group, uh, uh, My Lions Club, and another local company, Unifirst, did the major sponsorships. It turned out uh, nicely. The other thing I thought I would point out, that we were fortunate enough, we have three... Well, actually, we have, well, we have access to three bowling rails. Our savvy owns two of them. And we were fortunate enough early on because we also bowl as a group once a, once a month. And mm-hmm. so we were fortunate enough very early on to get a local businessman to buy two of our bowling rails for us. So just thought I would point
3: that out. So
0: thank you, Rick.
3: Thank you. Thank you. And we have Penny on the line next.
1: My question is, is this the
4: main fundraiser you're, you have a year or is it,
11: you know, just one of the fundraisers you have? It's just one of of two or three others that we have, you know, the the peel and save cards or pecans or you know whatever else that we can come up with. And but this was the biggest one that we had done. So yeah, we have a couple of other small ones. Mm-hmm. The reason being is we have a dine in the dark that we do every year for our fundraiser.
1: That's and it's fun. a big one. We make over two thousand dollars. Yeah.
0: So thank you.
3: Thank you. And Can I we, have, we
0: have any more?
3: We have Jamaica.
0: Yes, my question is about the silent auctions. Um, did you have to deliver all the silent auction I- items, or or did you um, or did you um, or did the people stay for to 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 get the silent auction items?
11: well they would they would stay and we awarded those gifts on like on saturday so everybody was still there and whoever had the highest bid or what have you we awarded those gifts then and then they just took them with them so we didn't have to do any delivery or keeping up with you know those prizes or anything after that so yes
7: that's the same way we did it with trivia night. They took them with us, with them, and that's another reason why you might want to not have huge, heavy <laughs> items in <to> your <use laughs> silenoxes because yeah. that's for people to carry home.
0: That's right. That is that is true, Beth. Yeah, because it's harder for them to get home if they're heavier, bigger.
3: Thank you, Jamaica. We have Charlene on the line.
13: Yes, people asked about doing the virtual fundraiser. Um, Uh It's not a um, council um, event, but it was the uh, Blind Community Center San Diego. Uh, We did a virtual one. We had access to a doctor, and what we did is we had um, talked to the doctor, and he would answer any questions people had, but he also did a presentation on the coronavirus. told all about it and and things that people should do. Like, you, um, if you go out, you should actually, when you come back, change your clothes, which a lot of people don't tell you because you can get stuff on your clothes. And he gave us right. a whole lot of information. Well, we made $1,500 on it. Um, but you could Very get, really like, nice. a just to do it, and then you could talk to an eye doctor and um, yes. have people call. And we, and we asked for $25 donation, and people could donate whatever they wanted. And yes, we made 1500 a little over fifteen hundred dollars wow.
0: is that how you made your? this is leslie i'm just curious how did you make your funds from the 25 five dollar donation
13: yep that's all we had we we have um, one of our members has a, a virtual room how about her husband that was the doctor but um he she has a, a, a you know chat room what like, like this is and then um, so people could just call in i mean listen in and and stuff like that and then we made a record we did record it and after it was all over, was we did it uh, two different days, two different Saturdays. We um, emailed everybody that had donated a copy of the presentation.
0: Mm, okay. Interesting. Thank you. Yeah, that's that's a neat idea. Mm-hmm. It is, yeah. You might have just given us
9: a new fundraiser.
3: <laughs> all right. Okay. Uh, phone number ending in 6682.
9: Hi. I just wanted to speak to the virtual fundraiser that Stephen was talking about currently in new jersey we have a t-shirt fundraiser with custom inc and the reason why we did that was because of the virus we couldn't have any you know contact fundraisers um this year so custom inc has a um, fundraising platform they help you design the t-shirt um then what happens is people Go onto their site. They order their shirt, and if they want to, in addition, they can make a donation. So um, we're hoping to probably net around a thousand dollars. And what's great about it is that they do all the work, and the person orders the T-shirt and it gets mailed right to their home.
0: Yeah, that's Very a nice. wonder, Yeah, that's a great fundraiser. Um, Council of Citizens with Low Vision, Low Vision International, does something like that also. Through the T Spot, okay, and yeah. actually in Knoxville, yeah. Tennessee. So, oh, okay. Thank you.
4: Thank you for that idea, though. That's great.
0: Thank
3: you. And Sally is on the line.
4: Just wanted to add, taking notes is good. That survey is a good idea, but it's absolutely vital for every one of the committee chairs to do an after-event report, and you all get together and hash it out. One more meeting after the event, and keep a record of it so that if there are different chairs the next year, they have something to build on. Okay, that's it. Aloha.
11: Thank you. Thank exactly. you. Exactly. Oh, yeah. the, other, the other thing that I'd like to add, true. Uh-huh, is remember to send them a thank you letter or notes or what have you afterwards because that, that – takes things a long way i mean they're very appreciative yes
0: yes Mm -hmm. good good thank you for reminding us of all that that's that's a very important thought
3: thank you we have marie on the line next
12: hey guys it's uh, marie from virginia how y'all doing Hey marie so i wouldn't hey I wanted to touch uh, on the uh, trivia night because we did um, um archery night and we just did trivia because it was our first time doing it, so we didn't want any. It was already <laughs> like I said, a lot of planning, a lot of work, so we didn't want anything extra to bog us down, like a say an auctionary thing. So it went really well. We saved a little bit of money because we didn't go to the, use any professionals. It was just um, my sister and I decided the well. I kind of volunteered my sister to help me. So, um, we were the MCs and what we did is, you know, each table had like three sheets of paper and, you know, you write the table number or your team name down. And there were, um, uh, three rounds, five questions each and each, um, each, uh, one question for each run had to be, it was at least an ACB, um, question related question and then after each round then uh, we collected the papers and my sister you know scored everything and um at the end of the night you know the table uh, with the you know most points you know one one uh like a twenty dollar gift card to starbucks so that's how we did it and we had um papa john's pizza um what else so, so it was it was fun and um People asking, where'd you get the questions? I said, um, like, from my brain. So I'm <laughs> full of what I used to think was useless, <laughs> u- useless information, but it turned out not to be so useless anymore. So that's so, my hmm. two cents. Marie, where did you play at? Um, at um, at a, a one of the uh, rooms at um, a local Catholic church nice so we're not going to use them again because now they bumped up their prices a little too pricey so um we're uh, looking for another venue but it was nice because the cc uh i guess when you go through um uh confirmation you know confirmation um the kids have to do volunteer work so we had tons of kids volunteering so you know there was at least one you know um one volunteer in other volunteers as well like uh, delta gamma and so there was at least one um you know volunteer at the table to help you know um if a team needed a scribe we had scribes we had you know kids helping out at the food table we had kids outside you know leading people in so it was great and That's the kids nice. actually said that was the best you know um um volunteer work they've ever done but unfortunately they changed their policy if, if um alcohol is being served the kids can't um be there anymore so that was kind of uh, of a bummer and um we we made a we made um, three hundred dollars on on the um the drinks we charged for um for for the drinks like five dollars for beer and wine and um like a dollar for soda and water so it was turned out to be really cool. Awesome! So, Sounds like you guys had a great event. Yeah, we did, and we. You know, um, with all the expenses, we probably would have only netted $900, but one of our members has a foundation and he donated $2,500. So it was pretty cool. So we, net, net you know, raised about $3,300 after expenses.
0: Yeah. Wow! Good for you. Yeah. Yay! Yeah. Thanks for sharing. So anyway,
12: no problem. Yeah,
0: yeah. And Marie okay. brought okay. up
7: a very good thing because we also had a volunteer committee and people from Hands On Nashville. We have a Young Marines uh, Corps group here in Nashville and um, other uh, volunteers. But our volunteers are very, very important. Well, thank you, everybody, for coming to our
0: Resource Development Committee workshop. And if you have any questions or would like to. Uh, come to our meetings. We meet the second Wednesday of the month. Dan Dillon, you can reach out to him um, from Tennessee, or myself, Leslie Spoon. And just thank you to everybody again for coming.